We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football is approaching the finish line in their attempt to sign the best class in program history. We got another recruiting episode on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back. Like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, coming to you from a fairly sunny San Jose, California, back home for the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, just a quick little disclaimer, ask you guys for a little bit of patience. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so hopefully everything still sounds okay. I'm drinking some black coffee this morning uh, because I don't think my mom had any creamer, at least not that I could find. So I don't usually drink black coffee, but hey, you got to roll with the Roll with what you got, so I might take some sips here and there throughout the episode. But man, we're under a month away, folks. We are under a month away from the early signing period beginning for the 2024 uh, recruiting class. December 20th through December 22nd, those are the dates you got to know if you're an Oregon fan who likes to follow recruiting. And if you are that, I'm your guy. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure you lock in with me on social media at mTourist Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. And then you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And then, hey, while you're at it, go over and check out DucksDigest.com for all my recruiting analysis, predictions, interviews, and Oregon football content. It's all over there for you guys. Appreciate the support. But let's talk about what to expect from the Ducks between now and the early signing period, because there is so much going on right now. We got transfer portal stuff already happening, not at Oregon, but players across the country are entering the portal. Uh, They were already in the portal and they ended up committing to another school. You got coaching carousel stuff going on. You have hot seat conversations, all of that. And we're not even at the end of the regular season. Now, granted, the regular season will come to a close on Saturday. It is rivalry week. 
We know we got Oregon and Oregon State on Friday afternoon, evening in Eugene at Odson Stadium. So that's going to be a huge matchup. But man, there is so much going on right now. And uh, this is a really, really important time for Oregon recruiting. Lots of visitors flocking to Eugene this weekend for uh, for a visit. Not really any huge 2024s that I'm aware of, at least not yet. So I want to focus on the 2024 guys, the ones that are uncommitted right now, the, the top targets that Oregon is still going after here in this class. And boy, is this already a special group for Oregon. They currently have the number six recruiting class in the country in the eyes of the folks over at 247 Sports. 24 verbal commitments headlined by modern-day defensive lineman Aiden Breland and South Point Catholic edge rusher Elijah Rushing. So there's a lot of stuff that we can get into, but I want to talk about the guys that Oregon is still going after. Some of those are uncommitted, and some of them are committed to other programs. But as we know in recruiting, that doesn't deter schools from remaining involved. First guy we want to talk about that I think you need to know is Roger Saliapaga. Talked about him quite a bit lately, but with good reason. He is one of the top targets still on Oregon's board in this class. And he was recently in Eugene for his official visit to Oregon when the Ducks played USC. Heard that visit went very well, as one would expect. But that was an important visit because Roger Saliapaga is, at least he told me, that he is supposed to announce his college commitment on December 1st. So I think as of right now, that is the next date that you want to have circled on the calendar for a possible commitment for Oregon. We know that Saliapaga has been very high on Oregon for a long time in his recruitment. And he made that trip out to Eugene with a lot of his family. His second trip, mind you, to Eugene this season. He was also in town for an unofficial visit in late September when the Ducks played Colorado. So the Ducks are in a really good spot here. I currently have my prediction on Oregon. I made that prediction back in early October, and I still feel good about that pick. Um, Roger Saliapago, one of the top guys out of the state of Utah, and we know that Oregon has made Utah a priority. I've talked about guys that are making an impact on this team right now from the state of Utah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully my cough bears with me. Um, doesn't, doesn't give me too many troubles this episode. But Utah has been a big piece of what Oregon is building. They get guys from there every cycle. And um, and we know that Sally Apaga is a big-time talent. Um, other schools are still in the mix. I, to I told you about him having a top group. I think that was a top 10 that he released in July. But schools still in the picture here. I think the ones you have to keep an eye on are Tennessee and Auburn. Tennessee hosted Georgia over the weekend, and Georgia dominated the Vols, as you would probably expect, but Sally Apaga took his Tennessee official visit, and then he has one more official visit before he makes his college commitment. That's going to be a trip out to Auburn for the Iron Bowl, Alabama versus Auburn, one of the better rivalries that we've seen in college football just about every year. But Roger Sally Apaga is a special talent, and I think that Oregon is in an awesome spot to capitalize. I feel really good about where they're at following that official visit to Eugene. And just everything that I'm hearing around his recruitment, I think it is important. I think he's an important guy because Oregon wants to add some offensive weapons in this class. They really do. They already have three wide receivers committed, and Jordan Anderson, Dylan Gresham, and Jack Ressler also have a tight end and AJ Pugliano. But I think that they want to add 
more guys, especially after Jackson Ford uh, backed off his commitment. That's a tight end out of the state of Texas in the 2024 class. So Roger Saliapaga, six foot five, 215, 220, huge guy. Kind of that wide receiver tight end hybrid, but I think maybe the more I think about it, he's kind of a tight end that can do a little bit of everything and uh, maybe get flexed out, kind of like Terrence Ferguson did in the 2021 class. So Roger Saliapaga is the next guy you have to watch if you're an Oregon recruiting guy or an Oregon recruiting fan, I should say. Um, I think one other thing that I wanted to mention here, I should have started with this, but we'll get to it nonetheless. Uh, when I wrote the story, I'm basing this podcast off of my story that I wrote over on Ducks Digest, but a lot of the times you guys will see me write something on Ducks Digest and then I'll cover the same or a similar topic on the podcast, but that's part of what pod makes podcasting fun is you can just go big picture with it. You can kind of just free flow and, and do your thing and spout all your ideas out there. <clears throat> But I wrote about this idea or concept of the big weekend. And I think that that's important to mention because in the years that I've had covering this beat, covering this team, you'll see every team do it. But I think obviously I want to mention Oregon because that's the school that I cover. Oregon's going to have a weekend in December, probably as close to the early signing period as they can. So keep in mind that the signing period starts in, on December 20th. That's a Wednesday. So that weekend would be the December 15th, 16th, and 17th. Keep an eye on that weekend because Oregon's going to have a big weekend at some point in December where they bring in as many verbal commitments as they can and as many of their top uncommitted targets as they can. That's like the biggest recruiting weekend that they have. It's their last push before the signing period begins. I've said a bunch of times that your verbal commits are, in many cases, your best recruiters. Those are guys that obviously went through the recruiting process. They can talk about relationships with coaches, with the staff, with you know their, their admiration for the school, why they feel comfortable there, why their family feels comfortable there. All those conversations happen between recruits, coaches, and their families, the like. So I think that's a big one. And I think one of the big guys you have to watch for that is probably going to be making his official visit that weekend is Fairfield, California, our Mio defensive lineman, Jericho Johnson. He's an Adidas All-American selection, and he has a top four of Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah. Jericho Johnson is one of the top uncommitted guys that Oregon is still going after right now in the 2024 class. I have my prediction on Oregon. I've had it on Oregon for at least a month now, um, I want to say, but I really like where Oregon stands in this one. You think about the pieces that they already have in this class. And it's pretty amazing. Looking at the defensive line, you obviously have rushing. You have Breland. You have Zadavian Sims out of Oklahoma. Tion Gray out of Missouri. He's one of the 2024 commits that will be back in Eugene this weekend for the Oregon-Oregon State game. You also have Jackson Jones out of Arizona. So there's still... That's already a really good group. And I think that they're in an awesome spot with Tosh LePoint and Dan Lanning, Tony Tuioti to ultimately add Jericho Johnson to the fold. He's going to be announcing his commitment during the early signing period. Had told me he was going to be making this decision in-house uh, with his camp, with his family uh, this month, and then kind of hope, holding that close to the vest and then going public with it during the signing period. So I think that Oregon has a really good shot here because of those coaches I just mentioned, because of the season that they're having. And I think one of the bigger picture deals with recruiting I think on-field success is incredibly important, but I think it's particularly important when you look at each of these guys, 
the coaches and what they're doing, it's really you're seeing their pitch play out. The, the NFL development, the production that you see on the field from these guys, everything that they're saying to these recruits, they are either delivering or not delivering on. And I think that's a new way I've been kind of looking at it as far as how the on-field production can factor into any given recruitment. And Oregon's defensive line is one of the best in the country right now. They're big. I mean, you talk about what Kenny Dillingham had to say after that Arizona State game, and he likened them to Georgia in 2022, the, the team that Oregon opened up the season with last year. They took their licks. They got their, they got their butts kicked, and they knew that that was the standard. Obviously, Dan Lanning knew that, but that was the standard that they're striving for and continue to strive for. you got to be huge in the trenches, and guys like Jordan Birch, Brandon Dorless, they're having big years, and that's ultimately going to help Oregon recruiting guys like a Jericho Johnson. So there's that, that's a couple of the reasons I think that the Oregon's in a really good spot with Jericho Johnson. But just underlying another interesting point here, there was a point in the recruiting process where I thought Oregon was only going to be able to get one of Aiden Breland or Jericho Johnson. And since I had that thought, probably a couple months ago, I would say, they have Aiden Breland and Elijah Rushing and are in a position to add Jericho Johnson. So when you mention something like that, you kind of have to ask yourself, well, do they have the spots? That's one of the biggest things that you're looking at right now with 24 verbal commitments. You kind of just have to ask yourself, how big of a class can they truly sign? I mean, I don't want to say they're going to go for 30 because that's a ton of guys. I don't think they're going to go for 30. Maybe something more like 27, 28. I'll talk about some more guys that they're looking at after Johnson. But I think that when you look at the group that they have and them being in the position to add Jericho Johnson and being in a good position, I think that it's likely they add him right now. Washington's the biggest threat to them right now. But I think just looking at the direction Oregon's going, looking at their their staff, I think they have a better shot. But it's just, it's crazy. Good players want to play with good players. And Oregon, if they get Jericho Johnson, they will likely have the best defensive line haul of any team in the country, which is astonishing. And that would be a massive achievement for Dan Landing and company. Adding a guy like Jericho Johnson is going to help you get to that top five class, that sweet spot that you really want to be in to consistently put yourself in the position to compete for a national title year after year. It starts with talent acquisition. That's the lifeblood of any program, as we know. But Jericho Johnson's a special talent. And for Oregon to be in the position to add him to an already amazing group is just a testament to the work that the staff's done, the, the season that Oregon is currently having, how bright the future is, the direction of the program in Eugene. And um, it's just in the spot to be really, really special. So Jericho Johnson... Another guy that you got to keep an eye on here in this 24 class as Oregon nears the finish line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Duck's Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Thank you guys for rocking with me on a Tuesday afternoon. We got Thanksgiving in a couple days. We got Ducks versus Beavers. Rivalry week, Ohio State versus Michigan. We got the Apple Cup in the Pac-12. Washington versus Washington State. Um, is Bedlam this week? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? I don't actually know. Maybe. You got Florida, Florida State, lots of big rivalries out there all across the country, but you guys are here for recruiting, so let's get back to that. Another big target you got to keep an eye on in the 24 class is Jordan Seaton. He is a five-star offensive tackle out of Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy. If you know high school football, you got to know IMG Academy, one of the biggest powerhouse programs anywhere in the nation, and they are a D1 factory. The reason I think Jordan Seaton is such an important target for Oregon is, well, there's a lot of reasons. So let's just get into those. Jordan Seaton is the is one of, if not the highest rated uncommitted recruit in the country right now. I'm actually going to fact check that in real time, but he's a five-star guy. That's not the only reason he's good. It's because he's a really stinking good player, really freaking good player. Don't want to be cussing up or a storm or anything on my podcast, so we'll be careful. Um, but yeah, he's the highest, he's the number 15 player nationally, and he's still uncommitted. He recently released an updated group of top schools, actually whittled it down to seven, and um, Oregon's in the mix, as you would expect. Oregon is still in the mix. Um, let's see who else they that he has in this uh, top seven. You got Tennessee, Florida, Maryland. Colorado, Alabama, and Ohio State all battling uh, with Oregon for one of the top offensive line recruits in the country. And I love where Oregon stands here. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about just kind of where they stand in terms of their chances to ultimately land Jordan Seaton. I think that with him taking recent visits to Tennessee and Colorado, uh, I think Tennessee is a bit more of a threat there than Colorado, especially given the season that Colorado's had. Uh, I think Alabama is another one you have to watch there because they are one of those SEC programs, <clears throat> excuse me, they are one of those SEC programs that has established a very 
very strong pipeline to IMG Academy, as has Georgia, but he is Georgia's not in the running here for Seton. And another reason I think Oregon has a good shot here, he still hasn't taken his official visit to Oregon. He came out to Eugene, I want to say it was for the Washington State game, um, but whatever it was, earlier this fall he was in Eugene. I and many others thought that was an official visit. It wasn't until I interviewed Seton and spoke with him that he said, oh yeah, that was actually an unofficial visit. So that was a pretty significant development coming out of that trip. Um, that he's, so there's an opportunity still on the table for Oregon to get him back for an official visit. I really fully expect that to happen between now and the early signing period. Jordan Seaton is an early signing period guy. I think that's around when he's going to be announcing his college commitment. So you look at the timeline of things and that obviously favors Oregon with, with, uh, a trip to Eugene still in the works for an official, but also we got to talk about a leak Terry. I don't think Elite Terry is getting enough talk right now or enough recognition nationally. I mean, every position group to some degree is having a great year for Oregon right now. That just has to be the case when, when you're the number six team in the country and you've put yourself in the position that the Ducks have. But I mean, I, I was a very, very big supporter of the Elite Terry hire when it happened, but I don't know that I expected the season to be going this way for this offensive line group. Jackson Powers Johnson, he's an Outland Trophy semifinalist, I believe, uh, for the best lineman in the country on either side of the ball. He's having a great year. Um, Steven Jones is having a great year. Just that whole offensive line group is having an awesome year. Iapani, Poncho, Laulu, true freshman, having an impact. We saw him come in motion against Arizona State last week. That was crazy, but there has been, man, I want to say no drop-off, but I mean, I'd say little to no drop-off from last year's historic Oregon offensive line that was loaded with veterans, loaded with guys who'd played a ton of football together to this group that I think they've only allowed five sacks this year, four sacks this year. (coughs) There it is. The cops coming up. Um, And they brought in a lot of new pieces. Johnny Cornelius out of the portal from Rhode Island. That's a new guy. Poncho, that's a new guy. They brought in um, Nishad Struther and Junior Angalau, but we haven't really seen them too much this year. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, you know, a new full-time starter at center. Um, so for Bo Nix and him to have the chemistry they have has been phenomenal. So they're having an amazing year. you got to give props to Mike Cavanaugh and Cutter Leftwich, the rest of that offensive line staff, no doubt. But it's not just on the field. They have a really good haul here in the 24 class, headlined by Jaquan Shaq McCroy out of Pinson, Alabama, Clay Chalkville. Massive offensive tackle. He got Fox Crater out of Vancouver, Washington, Evergreen High School. He is locked in with the Ducks. He was recently on campus for the USC game. <clears throat> Shaq McCroy made it out too, but I don't know if it was the USC game. He was in town recently. Then you also have Devin Brooks, interior offensive lineman from Clackamas, in-state guy. Trent Ferguson out of West Salem, an offensive line guy as well, or interior, I think, maybe a tackle. Um, But you have him in the fold as well. And then you're in the position to add Jordan Seaton, the number one offensive tackle in the country. And this is obviously an awesome development, but it's interesting because a lot of fans were kind of up in arms when Brandon Baker committed to Texas. I was reporting that Oregon's priorities were elsewhere. Jordan Seaton was one of those guys out of Elite Terry's native state of Florida. So that's obviously helping the Ducks here. He's originally from Washington, D.C. 
out of St. John's College High School, where Dejon Riggs, Oregon's 2024 running back commit goes. So that relationship, I'm sure, is helping the Ducks here make their case. But for for Oregon to miss on Brandon Baker, who is another really highly rated offensive tackle out of modern day, I know a lot of Oregon fans were kind of upset about that, but I was reporting that Texas was was uh, looking pretty good uh, there. That was obviously the school that won out. But, I, I mean, to miss out on him and be in the position to add Jordan Seaton, I don't think you're mad about that as an Oregon fan. I think Eddie Pierre-Louis out of Tampa Catholic is the only other guy that you maybe want to keep an eye on for the offensive line. Maybe he comes out for a visit, but it's kind of the home stretch right now. I think he's looking like he's trending towards Oklahoma from what I can tell. So Jordan Seaton's a guy you got to watch. No doubt about it. Uh, what other names do we have? Uh, Solomon Williams. Solomon Williams is another big time edge rusher that you got to watch for. And I know we are probably saying max another defensive lineman. Yes. Yes. I mean, look at the success that Oregon is having right now this year. Why is Oregon having success compared to USC? Well, USC can't play any defense. We know that, but look at the line of scrimmage. Dan Lanning knows he knew before he got hired and he still knows it still rings true. Look at any of these teams that are in the top, top rankings in the playoff and they all have really good play along the lines of scrimmage. Excuse me. I should have just, maybe I'll just mute myself next time I have to cough. But Dan Lanning knows how big it is to be different, to win along the line of scrimmage, particularly with defensive linemen. So I think if you're going to, you know, make the numbers work, squeeze the numbers at any position, it's defensive line. It's edge rusher. You cannot have enough difference makers along the D line. I already like Oregon's Hall with Jackson Jones and Elijah rushing along the edge, but Solomon Williams is another big time talent out of the sunshine state. He's been to Oregon a couple times, numerous times I'd say, has taken his official visit to Oregon, has the Ducks in his top five. It looks like all signs are pointing towards Oregon or Alabama. Like I said, Alabama recruits the sunshine state incredibly well. Oregon hasn't recruited the sunshine state super, super well compared to the top powers in the country, but they're trying to change that. I mean, you can't find a place other than Maine, probably that's farther away from Eugene. But they're doing what they can in the Sunshine State. And when they do get guys out of Florida, they do pretty well. Look at Brandon Dorless. Look at Jordan Scott. Look at Charles Nelson. So I wouldn't say that Oregon leads for Solomon Williams just yet. Um, that that guy's been a little hard for me to get intel on, to be honest. But they're they're in the thick of it. And I think that he's a guy who could pop at any minute. Um, he hasn't narrowed down a specific commitment date, but I think I did see some buzz that it could be as soon as this month. So I want to say Alabama leads there, but do not count Oregon out, uh, at all. in this one for Solomon Williams, I think they're doing very special things along the line of scrimmage, particularly on defense. And people know about Dan Lennon and Tosh LePoy's resume, Tony Tuioti, and they want to come play for him. So I think it's Alabama right now for Solomon Williams, but could be a little bit early there couple more guys I want to talk about here. I'm not going to get to everybody, um, but let's talk about Gatlin Bear. Gatlin Bear, four-star wide receiver out of Idaho, Idaho, committed to Boise State, but Andy Avalos out as head coach. The former defensive coordinator, the former Oregon defensive coordinator, uh, was fired by the Broncos. Um, 
little over two weeks ago after the Oregon and uh, the same weekend as Oregon versus USC. That was when I was in Eugene. So he's out and any coaching change is going to create some instability or uncertainty kind of around the program. Right. And Gatlin bear is the highest rated commit in that 2024 class, number one player in Idaho. And this guy can move absolute burner speedster guy at the wide receiver position. And Oregon has a, Stayed involved, to to put it bluntly. Despite his commitment, the or, couple of Oregon coaches went out to Idaho to take in a Burley game, Junior Adams and Joe Lorig. They posted about it on social media, and then Burley's head coach confirmed that, that was they were going out to see Bear earlier this fall. He took an official visit to Oregon before he committed to Boise State. Oregon was a finalist in his top five. And then you come around to the USC game, and hey, there's Gatlin Bear in Eugene for a visit. So now that he visits again, I mean, Oregon's in a good spot. That's that's the easiest way to put it. He had Oregon, Boise State, Michigan, Nebraska, and TCU as his top five before he committed. Coaching change at Boise State, scandal over Michigan. I mean, people keep painting Michigan to be the victim. And I can't wrap my head around that, but you figure that when that's going on, I don't think TCU is necessarily a recruiting power. Nebraska is not doing well. Although Matt rule is recruiting at a pretty decent clip compared to recent coaches there. Oregon's in a good spot here. Um, Bear is still committed to Idaho or to Boise state, excuse me at this time. Um, I'm not trying to speculate on the strength of his commitment or anything like that, but coaches coaching change usually results in some kind of fallout on the recruiting trail. So I really like where Oregon stands here for bear <coughs> have not been able to interview him myself. Um, you know, got to respect the space. I've reached out to try to get interviews, but it hasn't worked out. So you got to respect the space there. It's their thing. Um, but the only other thing that's interesting to add here about bear is that he's going to be taking a two year mission trip after he graduates from high school. So he's not even going to be playing college football until 2026. Oregon hasn't typically recruited uh, players that go on Michigan or on mission trips. God, can you tell I'm sick and just kind of foggy? They haven't typically recruited players that go on mission trips, but Gatlin bear is one of the, is probably the fastest player in the country for 2024. And if he wants to hear you out and have a conversation about playing for the Ducks, by all means. So they still want to go for offensive weapons. That's why we're talking Roger Saliapaga. That's why we're talking Gatlin Bear. Jeremiah McClellan might be another name to keep an eye on between now and the early signing period. Uh, he's committed to Ohio State, wide receiver out of St. Louis. God. Um. And he visited for the Colorado game. Maybe he pops up again for another visit. I think the USC weekend was kind of circled on the schedule, but I don't believe another trip happened. But keep an eye out for him. Keep an eye out for Nate Frazier, the Georgia running back commit out of modern day. Uh, he did not visit for the USC game when a lot of his modern day teammates, Nasir Wyatt, Marcus Harris, to name a few, visited. But maybe that was by design. Maybe he, maybe he gets back out to Eugene one more time before all is said and done during the early signing period. I know that. He has been the top running back target for Oregon in the 2024 class. I've told you guys from the jump, Nate Frazier, Nate Frazier, Nate Frazier is the guy. I don't think Jason Brown Jr. is going to end up at Oregon. Um, so 
keep an eye out for Oregon and Nate Frazier. And then you have all the craziness in the transfer portal. We'll have to see what happens there, but that will have a direct impact. What happens in the transfer portal and the coaching carousel on what Oregon does in the 2024 recruiting class spots are limited, but there's going to be some guys that they probably just can't turn away. And you got to figure out the numbers later. They're just special talents, but I can't wait to see all of it happen. Busy, busy time on the recruiting trail right now. So you guys know I'm here for all of it. If you want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorussports. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Like, comment, subscribe, do all of that. Run it up for me. We are on the road to 3K. Love your guys' support. And if you guys want to read all of my stuff covering Oregon and Oregon recruiting, you can do that over on ducksdigest.com. But until next time, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Share the Ducks Dish podcast with other fans, friends, and family. And until next time, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.